Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Some of the new Supercoach positions for 2023 have dropped today. The Daily Telegraph just put out an article. You can see a lot of the other uh, Supercoach content creators out there have put out a big list. You can go and have a look at it. I know I saw the Supercoach Whisperer. He put one out earlier today, so you can go and have a look at that. Real, real deep, uh, all like 30-odd players that have changed positions. I'm going to read through the article here, all the main ones, and give my live reaction to them. So this has been put out by the Daily Telegraph. Uh, obviously, Rob Sutherland and Wilson Smith uh, going through and talking about the positional changes for 2023. So the first category is lost dual positions. So this is players that were dual position last year that have now uh, just gone back to a singular position. So I'll just read this article to you and I'll talk about each one as we go. As noted above, a large number of players have lost their dual position status. This is not an exhaustive list, but it is reasonably extensive. Some of the key changes and our rationale for making them Ah, so Selwyn Cobbo, he's the first one. Last year, he was CTW slash fullback. He drops back to CTW, which I understand. I don't really see him playing much of fullback. The Telegraph, what they said. The Bronco Broncos coach, Kevin Walters, has been upfront in his intention to use Reese Walsh at fullback. Cobbo may be a fullback one day, but for now, he's a star winger with his most likely move, if any, being to the center. So I understand this one, Selwyn losing fullback. Disappointing. But I 100% get it. I don't think Selwyn's going to be overly relevant as far as classic goes. But draft players, uh, that one will hurt. You always want as many dual positions as you can. Another Brisbane Bronco, Ezra Mam. He was halfback slash 5'8 last year. We know how handy that was to have last season. Him and Nico Hines moving around and whatnot. He will just be 5'8 next year. So we lose another halfback. Adam Reynolds is the halfback of this team. Mam loses his DPP as it's 5'8. As it's as it's 5'8", where he'll most likely to win a starting spot. So, uh, obviously, as a man, he will be playing 5'8". You would have to assume for the Broncos. He won't be playing halfback unless there is injuries to Adam Reynolds. Uh, so, I completely understand this one. Sucks when you lose dual position halves, though. Tavita Pango Jr. Now, last year, he was 2RF slash front row forward. This year, just 2RF, which is a bit rough because I personally believe he will come on as a middle forward. The Telegraph said, this is a tricky one. Pangai may start off the bench and play a middle role, but we feel his most likely starting spot is either the second row or lock. And as such, he has kept his 2RF position but loses front row forward. Yeah, it's a tough one because 
the vast majority of these guys, when they're playing lock, they're you know they're situated as a two RF, but most of the time they're playing as a front row forward. So uh, it's tough, especially the uh, the guys that come off the bench and play lock. They'll quite often get front row uh, two RF, and they probably should get front row forward. So a tough one there. But TPJ he loses his dual position. He's one that I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it back throughout the season because I think he will play a middle role. Jordan Rapana from the Canberra Raiders last year, CTW slash fullback. Uh, the Telegraph said, while Rapana did start a couple of games at fullback in 2022, it's Xavier Savage who cemented his position there through the year. One we can always add back if selection demands. So, yeah, Jordan Rapana, if he does get a stint at fullback, which I think would only be if there was a long-term injury to Savage, uh, then he may be able to get it back. But as it stands right now, Jordan Rapana loses fullback, will only be CTW. Uh, not a huge stinger there, realistically. I mean... It's great we in draft where you can have a fullback slash CTW, but I would really, really hope that he isn't your first choice fullback in your team anyway. Now, this one, this one hurts a little bit. Bo Furmore, uh, this year, 2RF slash CTW. This year, he loses CTW. He will just be 2RF. Was tipped as a bit of a safe CTW selection thanks to starting at 2RF early in 2022 and morphed into a genuine top 17 player and starting 2RF, plundering tries uh, on the left for the Titans. He's now he's no CTW, now a legit 2RF all the way. Yeah, so Bo Furmore loses CTW. Uh, a guy that, you know, he becomes relevant here and there in classic, but especially in draft, to be able to pick a guy that plays 80 minutes in the second row at centre, a very, very safe pick. Me, personally, I love to have safe centres with a bit of upside. He certainly is one of those. So, Bo Furmore, only 2RF in 2023. The big fellas up next, Nelson Asofa Solomona. Last year, dual position, 2RF front row forward. The Telegraph said, another slightly tricky one as the Storm snuck Nass onto an edge at time in 2022 uh, and to great effect too. Add to the fact that the club has lost both 2022 starting 2RFs, Bromwich and Kafusi of the Dolphins, and you could maybe argue that Nash should retain dual position just in case. But as with Pangai, the feeling is is we stick with the position the player is most likely to start at, and if things change, we can add. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, Supercoach, they will be pretty flexible with this. Obviously, Nass, I think he will be in the front row for the Melbourne Storm. I was hoping he would keep the 2RF, because I still think there will be games where they will pop him out there. Uh, so, one of those sort of grey area ones that it will be interesting to see how Supercoach handles it. I uh, would have been happy either way for this one, but it makes sense for them to only make him front row forward. Josh King. 2RF loses front row forward. King really made the 13 jersey his own in 2022, and so he loses his front row forward eligibility in 2023. Here's another example where realistically he's playing as a front row. He's wearing jersey jersey 13, but he's playing as a front rower. Uh, but I understand why Supercoach do make these decisions. So Josh King from the Melbourne Storm will only be 2RF. I don't think he will be uh, classic relevant at all. And I mean, a pretty grim draft player uh, anyway. So no real effect there. Lachlan Croker. Hooker loses 5'8", so we'll only be Hooker last year. Had 5'8 last year. Yeah, look, uh, Lockie Croker, not a classic guy. A draft guy in the desperate leagues like mine when you get really deep. Uh, so not ideal for him to lose 5'8", a Hooker, but realistically, uh, he's not going to be a top pick or anything like that. So no real huge impact on anyone there. Just makes 5'8 uh, a little bit harder. So, yeah, losing Lachlan Croker there, just the depth gets a little bit shorter. This is a big one. 
Ruben Cotter last year was front row forward slash hooker. This year will only be front row forward. He will lose hooker. So I know a lot of people were very keen on Ruben Cotter last year throughout the season at hooker. He will only be available at front row forward. He will still be a serious option there, uh, but especially draft-wise, that definitely hurts his stocks. He'll probably be one of the better front row forwards, uh, but losing hooker really hurts. Another tricky one with some firmly held opinions in the office. Yes, Cotter played a fair bit of lock. And yes, he's certainly capable of playing hooker too, but it is a somewhat undersized prop with a massive motor uh, that he really shone in 2022. So we're starting him at front row forward with the flexibility to add with hooker should injury fall to Robson or to RF if Taumalolo goes down later. Uh, Yeah, so Ruben Cotter. Only front row forward as it stands right now, but I think at some point throughout the year, he'll probably grab hooker or 2RF. I've got a little feeling there. But Ruben Cotter, if you're going to draft him or whatever, it will only be at front row forward. I'm not sure what his price and stuff and average and all that will be heading into next season, but I think he'll be another great option in the front row forward. Uh, Jason Tamalolo, last year, dual position 2RF slash front row forward. He loses front row forward this year. He will only be 2RF Tamalolo. Yes, a lot of locks do play like props, and the Cowboys have developed JT there despite naming him at 13 in the past, but it's Locke where he's almost certain to be named to start 2023. So it's 2RF that he starts the year with. And look, as I said, I don't overly like how Supercoach does this where, um, you know, if, if you're more of a middle but you just wear 13, you get 2RF. But if they're just consistent with this and we know how it's going to be for every single player, beauty play on. So hopefully we can see that throughout the entire year. Tommy Dearden, 5'8", loses halfback. Makes sense. Chad Townsend will be the 7 all year. Once again, halves, it becomes more desperate. Tommy Dearden was was a cracking choice in draft comps last year. Not really for classic, but draft comps, he was very good. I traded for him during the year, uh, and for him to only go to 5'8 does hurt. Halfback is going to be pretty tough next year. Thank God I'm going to have Nathan Cleary in my comp, and I don't have to worry about it because that's a headache I do not want to fucking deal with. Now, for me... This next one is a huge kick in the dick. This one sucks. Scott Drinkwater. Last year is fullback slash 5'8". He will only be fullback next year. So Dean's form at 5'8", and Drinkwater's form at fullback made this one easy too. I was hoping because he played one or two games at 5'8 last year, that Scott Drinkwater would keep it. Uh, but it does make sense for him just to be at fullback. So I back the decision. I'm not happy about it, but they have done the right thing here. So Scott Drinkwater, I think he would have been a guy that I would have seriously considered in round two uh, for my Supercoach draft. If I got clear in round one to fill fullback and 5'8, now only filling fullback, that makes it a little bit harder. But he will be one of the top shelf fullbacks that people were trying to be getting their hands on in a draft comp. So very interesting. Another one that hurts at the Cowboys, Valentine Holmes. Last year, CTW and fullback. He loses fullback this year. He will only be CTW. Another one that makes sense. Last year, he was their third choice fullback behind Drinkwater and Hamiso. Uh, and I think the t- Tommy Chester and stuff coming through, I think Val Holmes will be staying at center. And I understand that one 100%. So Val Holmes, another one that comes back to earth. Losing dual position will only be CTW. Tamari Martin. Uh, last year was fullback slash 5'8". Now only fullback. That's interesting. I think he's a really good chance to play 5'8 throughout the season for the Warriors. I'll read you what the Telegraph have got here. Martin was recruited by the Warriors to fill the shoes of de- of the departing Walsh at fullback. He has competition for the job in Charles Nickel Clockstart, though, so a second position may be required as if he does not lock down the number one jersey. But for now, fullback it is. That is one that I definitely believe will change. The coach has already come out and said that Chance will be fullback. So I think tomorrow Martin will be 5'8. So I'd be shocked if uh, we start the Supercoach season. Tomorrow Martin isn't dual position. Once again, 
again, I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to be overly influential throughout the Supercoach season, though. On the other hand, this is one guy that I think could be pretty relevant for Supercoach. I know in draft comps he'll be very popular. Morata Neokore heading over to the New Zealand Warriors from the Parramatta Eels. Last year, he was 2RF slash CTW. Uh, he's lost CTW, so he'll only be 2RF. I think there's a really good chance he ends up in the centers for the Warriors at some point. So he's a guy that I think will get it at some point. I'm also hearing he may play in the front row. So you might actually see him get 2RF slash front row forward before he gets 2RF. So CTW, but I'll believe that when I see it. Uh, for me, I think you will get CTW eventually, but I understand why Supercoach has made this decision because at the moment it looks like he will be a 2RF, but if there is you know, any indication that he could play in the centres, which I personally think he should because uh, they need some better defensive players out there, then I'm sure Supercoach will make a change. Uh, Jazz Tavunga is our next one, 2RF slash hooker. Obviously, Jazz is lost hooker for this year. He's 2RF. A uh, bit of a poor man's Ruben Cotter is, Jazz, except when it comes to getting under opponent's skins with his talk because at that he is elite. And while he could fill multiple positions, it's back row where he's most likely slash best. So that's where he'll start. And yeah, I agree. I I think Jazz, he will probably be in the 13 jersey or come off the bench as a 13. Uh, so I understand them going with 2RF. Uh, I think his hooker days are probably over with Lusick and Wade Egan in the side. Well, in particular, Wade Egan. Uh, but I think he's probably third choice hooker now. So understand this decision. Now, this one hurts. This one I was very excited about, but... I think Supercoach has made the right decision. Luke Garner, last year he was 2RF slash CTW. He will just be 2RF next year. Uh, he's obviously arriving at the Penrith Panthers. I believe he'll be their left edge back rower. I don't think there's a world where he plays center at all for them. Uh, so a completely fair shout by Supercoach. But fuck, I would have loved a Luke Garner dual position there. That would have been unreal. I think he would have been uh, picked in a lot of teams and he would have been very popular in draft competitions. But probably would have... Actually, no, he couldn't have... Um, Lost it during the season, obviously. So, But, yeah, Luke Garner, anyway, loses CTW, will only be 2RF. Isaac Tongo, our boy, uh, last year was CTW slash 2RF, will just be CTW. Uh, and I personally think that this is a fair shout. I don't think Isaac will be moving into the second row anytime soon. Uh, they've got a number of guys to fill the jersey left by Viliami Kikau. I think he will be CTW. So this one does hurt, but I still think he's in for a massive season, Isaac Tongo. I think he'll do better this year than what he did last year. So one to keep an eye on. I think he'll be one of the top-scoring CTWs for 2023. Cam McInnes last year was 2RF slash hooker. Obviously not playing any hooker now. Plays only in the second row in the lock position. Uh, so he loses hooker. That's completely fair enough. Once again, hooker gets harder every single fucking year. I would love for there to be a season over the next fucking 10 years where we say, oh, at least hooker got easier. It always gets more difficult in draft. So Cam McInnes loses hooker. He will only be 2RF. Matty Moylan, 5'8 slash fullback, loses fullback. Completely fair enough. Uh, he's probably the third or fourth, maybe even and fifth choice fullback at the Cronulla Sharks now. So Matty Moylan just keeping 5'8 makes complete sense. I don't think he has the ham. Actually, they literally say that. Moylan doesn't have the hamstrings to play fullback. That's what they said in their article. Makes complete sense. Uh, Sivitalikai. Another one that's going to really hurt. We lose another one of our safe center plays. He will... Oh, sorry. He, he, he's going to play CTW and Supercoach, but lose 2RF. So you lose that dual position guy. But we're obviously, Siffer played all last year in CTW, so that's where you'd rather him anyway. So not a huge loss for us, but I think more so just having a guy that you can move positions. So you got to think last year we had Isaac Tungo, we had Siffer Talakai, which you could move from CTW to second row. Just made your team a lot easier. You're going to lose both of those. 
those dual positions now. So life's going to get more difficult. Jai Arrow, uh, 2RF slash front row forward this year. He loses front row forward, only 2RF. Makes complete sense. He is playing all of his footy out on the edge. So I back that one from Supercoach. Alex Johnson, CTW uh, loses fullback. Yeah, look, AJ, he's had fullback for a number of years now. Uh, I, I, and, you know, there was always the talk that he wanted to be a fullback and whatnot. I think he's one of the greatest wingers we've seen, and I think he will remain there. So I understand this one, but I don't think he's too far away uh, from getting short-balled back into the fullback role realistically. So one to keep an eye on there, depending on the fitness. Uh, well, not fitness, just how if Latrell Mitchell is injured or suspended or whatever. But AJ, just having CTW, I've got no issue with that. This one's an interesting one. Joey Manu. Now, last year was CTW slash fullback. He loses fullback. He will only be CTW. I'll read this article to you. Joey Manu is, in my unbiased opinion, the best center in the world. He also just might be the best 5'8 at the club, and this is borderline blasphemy, so apologies in advance, St. Teddy. He has some claims to be the best fullback at the Roosters too. Dog shit opinion, but anyway. That said, Luke Keery at 5'8 and James Escott fullback with Manu at center is the best combination for the Roosters come round 1, 2023. So it's center alone for Joey with room to... To move if he does. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, during the origin period, he'll obviously play fullback, and that could be three, four, five, six games. So maybe it changes after that. He's a bit of an awkward one, Joey Manu, because at the moment, he's not really playing a position. He's wearing center, but he's sort of just floating around. So uh, once again, if Supercoach is consistent with these sort of players, your Joey Manus, uh, I think Josh Adokar is going to play a similar role this year. Uh, I think Jordan Rapana will be similar. So as long as we've got consistency, I'm okay with whichever direction they go. Brandon Smith last year was hooker slash 2RF. He's lost 2RF. Uh, he's going to be playing hooker for the Sydney Roosters. I'm not convinced. He's going to play 80 minutes there. I think he will spend a little bit of time uh, as a middle forward, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets that back eventually. Uh, but at the moment, Brandon Smith will just be hooker to start the season. Suwali'i, he had fullback last year. He loses that. Uh, I get that 100%. I would just have him a CTW next year as well. So Suwali'i loses fullback. He will just be CTW. Sam Walker and Luke Keary. Good God. So both were dual position last year. This year, Sam Walker will only be halfback. Keary will only be 5'8", as they will line up. Uh, makes complete sense. Uh, yeah, so the Roosters, their dual position halves are no more. Sam Walker, halfback. Luke Keery, 5'8", makes sense. Luke Brooks, he was dual position last year, halfback slash 5'8". He will only be halfback next year. Does not look like he will be playing 5'8". Uh, so he will be halfback. And Adam Dwayhe, who was 5'8", slash CTW, uh, looks, he, looks like he is locked in to be the 5'8", will not play any more CTW. So Adam Dwayhe, he will be 5'8". Luke Brooks, he will be halfback. Big one here, and this one hurts. And it's an interesting one. Isaiah Papali'i, 2RF slash front row forward. Uh, he's obviously lost front row forward. He will only be 2RF next year. That one really hurts a lot of super coach players out there. I understand why they've done this. Uh, I don't think there's a world where Isaiah Papali'i plays in a middle forward at the Tigers, but probably would have waited to see uh, how it goes first to see his role. But I do, I do think they've got this right. I think it's the most likely outcome. Uh, but I wonder if maybe they've pulled the trigger a little bit early here. But no real arguments from me. So they are the guys that have lost dual position. Let's go through the positional changes now. So Jake Averillo, he used to be fullback. Now he's going to be halfback slash 5'8", which makes sense. Um, no, it doesn't. Why the 
Yes, sorry, it does. He was halfback 5'8". Now he's fullback. Sorry, guys, I'm reading these all live as I'm going so that you get my live reaction to it. So, yeah, was halfback slash 5'8". Last year, I should know. I fucking drafted him and then dropped him about two and a half days later. Uh, Jake Avrilo now fullback, which makes complete sense. I think he'll play one for the Canterbury Bulldogs unless they go and sign someone. Then he'll play center, but I think it's pointless him keeping halfback 5'8". He will not run around in either of those jerseys. Kurt Mann, good God. Kurt Mann was center wing 5'8". Now he's going to be a 2RF. Uh, and I'm not even sure if he plays in the back row all that much because I think Adam Elliott will play 13. He'll probably come off the bench and play a little bit in the 13. So maybe 2RF makes sense. But fuck, you've got to feel for Kurt Mann. Jesus Christ. Imagine moving from CTW slash 5'8 to 2RF. That is fucking wild, Kurt Mann. And for all we know, he might come off the bench and play hooker. He might play fullback if they don't sign another fullback. It's just wild, the career of Kurt Mann. Uh, those are the other guys. Those are the only guys on the positional changing list. Now we've got key new dual position players, so new guys with dual positions. Uh, Tohu Harris, front row forward slash 2RF. Love to see that. That'll come in handy, hearing that Tohu Harris will be a middle forward for the New Zealand Warriors. I've had some people say he's going to play in the front row. Other people have said in the 13 jersey. Either way, I think he will keep that dual position throughout the season. Jack DeBellin's another one. Uh, he'll be front row forward slash 2RF. I actually thought he already was, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, but he must have grabbed 2RF. He must have just been front row forward last year. So uh, I think Jack DeBellin deserves dual position, as does Torhu Harris. The other one here is Kalen Ponga. Now it says, Kalen Ponga, not yet. Now I'm pretty confident in saying to you guys that he will play 5-8 next season, uh, but he has not gained that on Supercoach yet. So I'm sure that once the season comes around, if he is named in the 5-8 jersey, I think Kalen Ponga, he will grab dual position 5'8 slash fullback, and I'm pretty confident in saying to you guys uh, that he will be 5'8 slash fullback to start the season, assuming all goes to plan for the Newcastle Knights. Even if they don't sign someone to play fullback, I still think KP will be the 5'8. I think your partner, Jackson Hastings, there. So I think that one is a matter of time until that comes around. Now, as I said off the top, uh, if you want to have a look at all these, I think I saw the Whisperer. He posted uh, a picture that had all of them on there. I'm just going to read through them really quickly so you've got them all. So Selwyn Cobo, CTW, loses fullback. Ezra Mam, 5'8", loses fullback. Tavita Pangai Jr., second row forward, loses front row forward. Jordan Rapana, CTW, loses fullback. Bo Fermore, second row forward, loses CTW. Nelson, Asava Solomona, front row forward, loses 2RF. Josh King, 2RF, loses front row forward. Lachlan Croker, hooker, loses 5'8". Ruben Cotter, front row forward, loses hooker. Jason Tamalolo, 2RF, loses front row forward. Tommy Dearden, 5'8", loses halfback. Scott Drinkwater, fullback, loses 5'8". Val Holmes, CTW, he loses fullback. Tamare Martin, he was he is fullback, he loses 5'8". Marata Nair Corey, he is a 2RF, loses CTW. Jazz Tavanga, 2RF, loses hooker. Luke Garner, 2RF, loses CTW. Isaac Tungo, CTW, loses 2RF. Cam McInnes, 2RF, loses hooker. Matt Moylan, 5'8", loses fullback. Sifatalakai, CTW, loses 2 RF. Jai Arrow, 2RF, loses front row forward. Alex Johnson, CTW, loses fullback. Joey Manu, CTW, loses fullback. Brandon Smith, hooker, loses 2RF. Suwali'i, CTW, loses fullback. Sam Walker, halfback, loses 5-8. Luke Brooks, halfback, loses 5-8. Isaiah Papali'i, 2RF, loses front row forward. Uh, so as it stands right now, if you're in a deep league, I think fullback's going to be pretty tough this year. You're obviously losing a number of guys, you know, Joey Manu for one, he's probably a huge loss 
there. I will say when I have a look at that, the big gain seemingly is Nico Hines. It looks like he has kept halfback slash fullback. We'll see if that remains for the season to start. But based on... Everything they've said here for a heap of other players, I would have assumed that Nico Hines was going to lose fullback. So hopefully he does keep that. Uh, I think 5'8 is going to be tough. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've obviously got Scott Drinkwater. He's missed out on 5'8". Uh, you've got Luke Brooks. He's missed out on 5'8". Sam Walker's missed out on 5'8". So that's going to get a little bit more grim. Lachlan Croker, he doesn't really impact it as much, but he's lost 5'8 as well. I think that's going to be tough. You've obviously got Val Holmes has lost fullback as well. So uh, very, very difficult. It's going to be Supercoach 2023. We're going to have uh, Beers and Breakevens returning around about mid-January, guys. Myself and Timmy Williams. We've got Blue Wealth Property coming on board once again, and they are putting up a huge cash prize for you guys that win our Beers and Break Evens comp. Uh, it's going to be super exciting. Cannot wait to bring it to you. Last year, we gave away $2,000. Uh, we're going to more than double that. So very, very exciting times. There's going to be weekly prizes, a big trophy at the end. It's going to be fucking unreal. You're essentially going to win more in our comp uh, than the person that comes second overall in Supercoach. So it's going to be wild. Make sure you give your mates and whatnot a heads up. The Beers and Break Evens group, uh, it'll be free to enter, all free. And there'll be a few thousand dollars up for grabs. If you come second overall in the entire Supercoach, you win 5K, you're going to win more money. Free entry if you are in our Spears and Breakeven Supercoach game. So super, super exciting. Cannot wait to bring that to you. That is going to be unreal. Stay tuned for that. Supercoach, not that far away. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.